Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me for Holistic. This is the show where we become whole together with Jesus. May the Lord bless you through this podcast. This is my second episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to the first episode. And so we are going to be talking about some of the tools that I had mentioned earlier in that podcast, which were the seven tools Number one being Jesus, but really he's in all of these tools because he really is in everything. And so we are going to be talking about the second tool that I mentioned, which is water and proper nutrition. So it doesn't sound very exciting, but it's one of those things that is very important. It's something that we do need to take care of in our lives. God has given us a body, a temple, and we need to take care of it for him so we can Be the best that he's really called us to be. So first, let's talk about water. Did you know that your body is made up of approximately 60% water? I remember hearing a higher percentage, but a lot of information that I looked at now, it says it's about 60%. So anyway, that's a lot of your body, right? That has water. And according to the Journal of Biological Chemistry 158, the brain and heart is 73% water. Your lungs, 83%. Skin, 64% water. Your muscles and kidneys, 79%. And your bones, 31%. So hey, in order to get that body moving and flowing and working the way it's supposed to work, drink some water, right? And I know water, uh, It seems so boring and so bland and and we're just busy and a lot of times we just forget to drink. I'm guilty of that. I do it quite often where I just, I'll realize, gosh, I'm really, really thirsty. And, you know, there's a lot of different recommendations out there. I'm sure you've heard some different ones and I have as well. So some of the recommendations that I came across, one being about 15 and a half cups per day for men and 11 and a half cups for women. There's always the age old, you know, drink eight, eight ounce glasses a day. And then kind of a more current recommendation that I've seen in a few books that I've read is that you figure out your weight, you divide it in half, and then you drink that amount in ounces. For example, if you're 120 pounds, you cut that in half, that's 60. So you would drink 60 ounces a day. No, that's not my weight. I won't. We're not doing the math on that. So anyway, (laughs) so that is is kind of the rule I follow. And I have a really big container that I actually bought for my husband, but he didn't really use it. And so I fill that up. I drink, try to drink one, one and a half of those a day. And it's hard, you know, I forget a lot of times, but I do feel a lot better when I do drink enough. And it's hard to drink just plain water. I think a lot of us are like, oh, I'd much rather have something with flavor. So try to add something to it. You know, add some slices of cucumber or add some chopped fruit or maybe a squeeze of lime or lemon juice. Just something to kind of bring it to life because, yeah, it can be pretty bland. And, you know, some things to consider when you're thinking about water you know, if it's hot 
or maybe you're at a higher altitude, you're in the mountains, you do need to drink more water. I mean, obviously you're outside, you're sweating, um, you're going to lose fluids. So you definitely might need to drink more on a day where you're at the beach or you're swimming or you're playing outside. And if you're more active, of course, you're running, you know, you've gone on a long hike or something like that, you definitely need to drink more water. Now, if you drink a lot of caffeine, which I think a lot of us do, that is definitely um, dehydrating, right? And so we have to kind of replace that with some more water. And of course, if you eat salty or like really spicy food, then you need to make sure that you're drinking enough water as well. And I tend to eat a lot of salt. I really do love chips. And um, so a lot of times I am really thirsty. But like my husband said, if you're thirsty, that means you need water. He was saying I could sum this up real quick by just saying that's what, you know, God has kind of showed us, right? Like our body is saying, okay, you're thirsty, drink water. Of course, I feel thirsty a lot, so probably not drinking enough every day. Um, also, if you're sick, you know, if you're throwing up or you have diarrhea, you're going to need to replace that, right? Um, pregnant or nursing. I remember nursing and yeah, definitely you have to drink extra because it's not just you, right? You have the baby that you're you're feeding and the same if you're pregnant, right? You have another life in there, so you have to drink more water. And one thing that I've been doing for um, off and on for maybe a couple years is I try to start my day with warm water. And, you know, I don't drink it real hot, just a little bit warm. I put it in the microwave for maybe 45 seconds. I'll drink one to two glasses of warm water with maybe a squeeze of lemon. Um, some people put cayenne pepper in there. And that just kind of wakes you up. It gets your digestive juices kind of flowing and can help you be a little more regular. I won't go into great detail. But that's a really good way to start your day, especially if you tend to drink coffee. I know it's, you know, hard to not go just right to that cup of coffee or your tea or whatever because we're tired when we wake up, but that's a great way to kind of help your body not get dehydrated if you're wanting that caffeine to kind of help you out. So I think that's a really good thing to do to start your day with that. And I don't do it every morning, but when I do, it definitely um, makes me feel better and I feel a little more energetic. And you know, a lot of times we're, we're tired, we do go to caffeine or to chocolate or something, which also has caffeine, but you know, a lot of times we're really just dehydrated. And if we just drink water, sometimes that will just help us. Or, you know, drink water and have your cup of coffee or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I would just say do the best you can do. Don't panic, right? But do the best you can do. So that's water. And let's go on to proper nutrition. And I say proper nutrition, I hate to say a diet or, you know, say a certain way of eating just because I believe we're all made so, so different. God made us unique. He made us the way he wanted us to be. And so to say everyone should eat this way, I just don't think that works for everyone. You know, some people in different parts of the world, they may be more fat than another part of the world. And that works for that group of people because, you know, maybe it's a colder environment or they're very, very active or that's what's available. But what works for one area might not work for another. 
So I think we have to be careful when we say, well, this is the way you should eat or this is what we should do because we're all different. Um, And you know, it's a neat thought that our body knows what it needs. You know, when you take care of yourself and you're eating healthier, your body really will start to crave the certain foods that it needs. So maybe you're low on iron, your body might crave spinach because it has a lot of iron. I know my daughter for a while was craving onions. And to be honest, I can't remember what it was in onions, but there was something in onions that I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe your body was low on that. And so that's a really kind of neat thought there is like, yeah, our body, it's alive, right? I mean, it knows what it needs. And, you know, now we're overloaded with all these different ways of eating and all these diets. We have gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, right? Paleo, keto, low-carb, no-carb. We have intermittent fasting and on and on and on. And it can be really overwhelming, especially if you haven't felt good. You know, like I said before, I've had a lot of anxiety, um, depression, whatever it is you're struggling with, maybe in your body, you're like, okay, well, I'll try to eat a certain way and maybe that will help. And I'm sure many out there, if you hear this, you've done that and it maybe has worked for you or maybe hasn't. And, you know, I myself have tried to follow the gluten-free dairy-free, sugar-free. I did that for about six months because I think when you're reading, you know, on how to get healthier, so often you do come across, oh, well, you know, try to go gluten-free. And of course, I think there are really people that have an intolerance and, you know, maybe that really is what they need. You know, I know there's um, celiac disease. I don't know if I said that right, celiac, that sounded weird when I said it, but, you know, they really do have to go gluten-free And for me, I mean, it was definitely challenging. The really cool thing, though, was that my husband jumped on board with me and he said, oh, I'll do it with you. So that really made it a lot easier. And um, I really, really appreciated that with my husband. And I kept saying, no, no, you don't have to, you know, have have milk or have this. And he's like, no, no, this is what we're doing. So, I mean, that was a big help. I think anytime you are trying to change your style of eating, if you have someone with you, you know, who's on your side, you can hold each other accountable. I mean, that makes a huge difference. But like I said, it was hard. I missed definitely having sweet things. I missed cheese. I missed bread. And, you know, to be honest, I tried to replace it with many things. I tried gluten-free bread and instead of sugar, I'd have honey and, um, you know, I would drink almond milk instead of just regular milk. And some of it was fine. Um, I tried many, many different desserts that were, you know, gluten, sugar, and dairy-free. I'm so sorry, family. (laughs) My poor mom had to try some awful brownies I made that had really no flavor. They were really, really awful. Some things were good, but a lot of things just, you just can't replace those wonderful, delicious things like butter and sugar. So for me, you know, I was like, okay, I'm really going to try this. And I remember, I guess I'd already been on the diet maybe for a couple months and then Thanksgiving was coming and I was like, oh, it's going to be really hard. You know, it's like carb overload. But I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And I thought if I can make it through Thanksgiving, then oh yeah, I can do this diet. And I did. And it was really hard. There weren't many things I could eat. 
But I was like, okay, I can do this. But I didn't stay with it just because for me, it didn't make that big of a difference. Now, I did lose weight. I mean, I would say if you're trying to lose weight, oh yeah, if you cut those things out, you will definitely lose weight. Um, I was probably 10 to 15 pounds lighter than I am now. So yeah, I mean, I, I think I, you know, maybe looked better, I don't know, or felt felt a little bit better, but I still was getting a lot of headaches, which I've had off and on for a while now, and I thought, oh, this hasn't really made that much of a difference, so I kind of slowly started adding some things back in, and oh my goodness, it was wonderful <laughs> to have bread again, and butter, the things I miss, cheese, I still, you know, it's been a little while now, I'm not where I was before. I cut all those things out. I definitely don't eat cheese and drink milk and and use milk like I I once did. I still eat bread most days. Um, For a while, I was making my own bread, trying to do sourdough bread, you know, having a sourdough starter. And that was fun. It started to get pretty challenging and, you know, I didn't keep up with that. But I really, I don't think bread is bad. I hope nobody, you know wants to hurt me over that, but I really think it's okay in moderation. I mean, I think a lot of times we do go overboard, but you know, it doesn't hurt to try, you know, and maybe you really do have an intolerance. You notice that, you know, you get really bloated after eating certain things. So I'm by no means saying don't cut it out, give it a try. And if it works, I mean, I have friends that have gone gluten-free and they really say, oh yeah, I feel better. I feel less bloated. I look better my skin's better. So by all means, you know, give it a try. And um, like I said before, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to tell you to do any certain thing. You know, you could have allergies, you could have um, some health issues where you need to eat certain things. And I think that's one of the problems too, is if you cut out certain foods, then you might become deficient. So you cut out the milk you were drinking or a lot of the dairy, and then you don't get enough calcium. But you just have to balance that out. There's ways you can get it, you know, because obviously people are vegetarians and vegans and some are very healthy. So you just have to do research. And, you know, for me, being more paleo, I mean, it was, it was doable. You just have to get creative, you know, when you're making um, a meal, like you're trying to make spaghetti, well, you use, you know, rice noodles, or you don't use noodles, and you um, put it over, you know, spaghetti squash or something. And so, you know, you can, you can definitely season things where it tastes pretty similar to maybe what you're used to. And I think that's the hard thing is just if you're used to eating a certain way, changing it. I mean, it was definitely challenging and the kids were like, oh my gosh, what is this? I mean, they were really scared. (laughs) Some of the, the foods I remember making pancakes for the kids And I want to say, I guess it was made of pumpkin. Did it have eggs in it? Yeah, I guess it had eggs. It was like three ingredients and something else in it. Maybe almond milk. And they were like, oh no, these are awful. You know, they're really like kind of spongy. (laughs) Just the consistency, you know, of a lot of gluten-free stuff is a little, little strange, a little rubbery. So they were really frightened a lot of some of the meals I came up with, but there were some good things in there. So if if you're going through, you know, any of these diets, you're cutting things out, I'll be praying for you. I know it's hard. 
And I think, you know, all of us could benefit from limiting certain things, you know, limiting processed foods, um, limiting high sugar, high salt foods. I mean, it's so easy just to grab that bag of chips. Like I said, I love chips. I always have. I was laughing, thinking about almost every grocery list I've ever made through the years since I've been an adult, I think had chips on the list. So I have a problem. Pray for me. (laughs) But, um, you know, I do try to limit. I try not to eat a whole bag at a time. But, um, yeah, we need to limit the amount of processed foods that we get because so often they do have way too many preservatives, way too many chemicals, way too much salt, and it's not good for us. We weren't, we weren't made to live off of that kind of food. And we could probably limit the amount of bread. I mean, I still, like I said, I'm not where I was before I had went gluten, sugar, and dairy-free, um, but I probably do eat probably too much bread most days just because I love it, but I could definitely cut some of that out, you know, and just not have bread with it or, or use something instead of bread. And, you know, I think we all know fruits and vegetables, right? We need lots of fruits and vegetables and a wide variety. And I think on the keto diet, there's like only certain fruits and vegetables that you could have. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, I think kind of going back to what we've heard, eating like rainbow, right? Rainbow colors. You look at your plate. If it all looks brown or something, it's probably not, <laughs> probably not the healthiest, which I'm, I'm guilty of that. You know, uh, some brown foods are good, right? You know, like frozen chicken tenders and fries or something. But yeah, eating our rainbow is, I think that's a good way of looking at it. You know, you look at your plate and you have bright, bright red and bright yellow or bright orange. So, you know, you have a good mixture going on there. And, you know, I think changing my diet and focusing definitely more on clean eating and things like that. When I think about probably the best way of eating, I actually have a book that I want to say it's called like, um, how would Jesus eat or what would Jesus eat? And it is kind of that Mediterranean diet, that Mediterranean way of eating. And I kind of think this is you know, my opinion, but that's kind of the best way of eating is it is a mixture of foods that I think our body needs, but it does limit certain things. So, you know, it's lots of fruits and vegetables, which we need. It's whole grains, it's healthy fats, where you would include a lot of olive oil in your cooking, um, putting it on salads, eating olives, and, you know, moderate portions of dairy. So not a ton of dairy. Um, And limiting your red meat, so you're not eating, you know, steaks and burgers every night, and, but more fish and poultry, and they do eat beans and eggs, so to me, that's kind of a healthy mixture of everything, so you're getting in your protein and your calcium and your iron and your omega-3s and your fiber, and those are all important you know, I was just thinking about eating the beans, you know, not everybody is, is good with beans and it can kind of bother you if you're not used to them. And I remember <laughs> this lady, or I think I read an article and she said, oh, you know, I was a vegetarian for about two years and I just ate, you know, a ton of beans. And she was like, oh my gosh, I had gas, you know, for about two years. <laughs> and so, 
you know, you have to kind of work in the beans um, if you're not used to them, you know, the magical fruit. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the Mediterranean diet, I think, is probably what a lot of us would do well eating. You know, like I said, not everyone can handle it, you know, if you have an intolerance or an allergy or something like that. But I think for most of us or a lot of us, we would do really well with that. And, you know, I would just say indulge some. (laughs) You know, it's okay to have some cake. Um, It's a birthday or it's a holiday. It's okay to eat some cookies and, and enjoy yourself, you know. If you look at the Bible, they definitely had celebrations and and Jesus was okay with that, you know. So I think it's okay to have some fun, you know. I feel like the fun was kind of gone when I was cutting out all those things. I mean, I wasn't depressed without it because food definitely shouldn't be our everything. But I was like, oh, you know, I just, I missed a lot of things. And so I would say let yourself have some cake. Let yourself have some chips and some of those things that you like, because if you don't, if you cut out everything or cut, you know, some of these main things out that you like, chances are you're going to crash and you're going to eat a whole cake or you're going to eat, you know, two dozen cookies or the whole bag of chips or the, you know, drink a bottle of soda because you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't had it in so long. So for most people, cutting a whole food group out is probably not going to work just because, you know, especially if it's something you like. I mean, it was so hard for me to cut out bread and butter. I mean, I miss that so much. And so I think it's just limiting and balance, you know, balancing out what you eat, trying as much as you can. And I know that's hard. It's hard to do that. But I just think it's, it's the best way that we can really keep up a certain way of eating. So, you know, when I changed my eating back in 2014 or 2015, you know, shortly after I'd had cancer and everything, it, you know, my eyes were open to this whole new world. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I never focused really on organic or clean diets and all these things that a lot of people, you know, had already been doing for a while. And I remember I had a friend and she was telling me about um, a food blogger and, you know, I checked her page out and I was like, well, you know, it was all this great information. And so, you know, I did start to try to buy better things, better quality items. And it, it gets expensive. I mean, you can spend a lot of money. I mean, some of these healthier grocery stores, I mean, you're like, wow, okay, well, just bought my groceries and now I can't pay my mortgage. Can't pay my car payment now because I have, you know, organic fruit and vegetables and grass-fed beef. But you can do it. You just, you have to shop around. And, you know, like for me, just recently I started to go to Aldi. And they, you know, they have cheaper um, cuts of meat and they have some organic produce. They don't have everything there that maybe... um you know, a Whole Foods would have or something, but, you know, you just, you have to be creative, shop around, and like my mom has said, we can't eat like we maybe want to eat all the time, you know, which meaning, you know, you can't eat a pound of meat yourself every night, (laughs) which nobody should really do, but you know what I'm saying, like, 
we can't eat these big, huge portions that so often, um, especially in America that we've gotten used to or, you know, we see anyway in places, you know, super size and we want bigger, you know, quarter pound wasn't enough. We need a half a pound. No, we need a pound, you know, for our burger. And so we're used to like, we eat as much as we want for a lot of us. I mean, we just eat and eat and eat. So, um, you know, you just have to, to uh, be careful. And, um, like I said, shop around, you know, I was scared to sound silly, but scared to try a different grocery store at a friend. She kept telling me, Oh, you should try Aldi. And my dad, my stepmom go there and they were like, Oh, you know, the prices are good. And I was like, Oh, you know, it's different. I have to bring my own bags and put a quarter in the cart, but I can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Um, and their prices really are good. And I'm not, this is not a sales pitch for Aldi, <laughs> but, um, there's, you know, many places that you could try, but, um, you know, and I would say, you know, if you tend to go overboard, either you've spent too much or you've ate too much, eaten too much, <laughs> you know, don't give up and don't beat yourself up. You know, it's easy to overeat. It's easy to, you know, not eat healthy all the time. And so I would just say, try again, you know, don't give up. It's easy to do, but you know, hopefully I gave you some decent information, probably some things you already knew. It's nothing really new <laughs> that I'm talking about, but I just hope it, you know, reminds you of some of the things maybe you've already known. And it's reminded me, I've been trying to drink more water and practice what you preach. So I just pray today that, you know, something I shared with you uh, maybe will be important or remind you of something. And I just want to leave you with some scripture because ultimately that is what holistic is about. And we need Jesus, right, in every aspect of our lives. And so in Mark 7, 1 through, it's about 23. got my Bible here. It's a really great passage of scripture. I'm not going to read that all to you. I just encourage you to read it. It's Mark 7 again, 1 through 23. And it's a passage of scripture where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were that group in the Bible who thought of themselves as pretty, pretty close to God. Like they were following, you know, what he wanted them to follow. And a lot of times Jesus would call them hypocrites because they would say one thing, but maybe not really live that way in their life or think they were better than someone. And they didn't really have the heart of God, the heart of Jesus so often they thought they were better. And so they had come to Jesus and they were saying, you know, why do your disciples eat, you know, with dirty hands? Like we have a certain way of washing our hands. And Jesus says this to them in Mark seven fourteen. It says, when he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear me, everyone, and understand there is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of him. Those are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And so essentially he was saying, it's not what you put in your body. It's not how you do certain things necessarily that way. It's what is going into your heart because that matters. What's going into our heart is what will flow out to other people. So I want to leave you with this. Obviously, what goes into our body is very important. 
I just did a whole podcast about it, (laughs) right? But don't get too fixated on that because we're going to make mistakes and we can get so caught up in how we look and what we're doing and what we're eating and all these things that we, we miss what's really important. And the most important thing is that you're right with the Lord, that we're right with Him. So when we fill our hearts and our minds and our bodies with the Lord, when we spend time with Him, we get to know Him. And getting to know the Lord's heart is so important because then our heart begins to change. And that can overflow to other people. They begin to see how He loves. They begin to they see the goodness of the Lord. And so I just pray over you today that you would remember that you are loved and that you are blessed in the name of Jesus. He loves you. May God bless you today.